All right, here we are, 29th of November. I hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving. I know it went too fast for me. Uh, the time off always does. I got in, I had a whole week off. It was fantastic. I had to do a bunch of stuff, doctor appointments, things like that. You know how it is. As a driver, you can't ignore your health because, well, you got to get your physical every two years. Or in my case now, every year, which is a real pain in the ass. But, you know, it is what it is. And we deal with it because that's what we have to do to drive. So, who knows. Anyway, what's in the news this week? Nah, same old crap. So we'll get into that in a few minutes. What did we do this week? Well, let's talk about last week first. Last week was the, I got some da uh, uh, dash cam footage. I stuttered there. Got some dash cam footage. Put three hours of it up on the TWK Trucking with Kingfish. So you can see what it's like to drive down the Interstate 64. Some, a lot of fall color. I think of that as, since you know, there's literally nothing going on in that video. There's no crashes. There's no bad driving. There's no, you know, there's nothing insane happens in that video whatsoever over the three hours, which is really nice. And it's a lot of fall color. So what do I think of that as? I think of it as one of those videos where people put on, they got a fireplace. Right? It's like a fireplace video. It's, it's what it is. It's a fireplace video. Except you're driving down an Interstate 64 in uh, Virginia mostly. Yeah, and then uh, I forget where we were going. Oh, we are going to Mechanicsburg, I think, something like that. I don't know. After a certain point, you, you tend to forget. You know, where are you going? Uh, oh, I don't remember. Where were you yesterday? I don't know. Just don't even remember. Don't even care anymore. Just concentrating where I'm going. As long as I'm going the right direction, everything's fine. I'm sure, a lot of drivers do that. I can't be the only one. So my cop pulled me over one time. He's like, "Where are you coming from?" I go, "Damn, I don't remember." Uh, let me look at the invoice. He goes, "Don't you remember?" I go, "No, I was asleep. Sleeper team driver. I was asleep when we picked it up. All I care about is where we're going." He's like, "Oh, okay." I said, besides, I think it was somewhere in Idaho, and there ain't nothing much to remember back there. And he goes, well, I can understand that. This is an Oregon cop. <laughs> so there's that. So if you want to go see that, go subscribe to the life-changing YouTube channel, TWK, Trucking with Kingfish. That's right, TWK, Trucking with Kingfish. That's Tango, Whiskey, Kilo. And then Trucking with Kingfish. Put the letters in TWK, Trucking with Kingfish. We're up to 70 subscribers. Yeah, we're moving on up. We're a multimedia conglomerate. Yeah, it's just a hobby. I'm having fun. If you don't subscribe, that's fine too. If you want to watch the video and tear me up and leave a comment, go ahead. You can't get any better if you don't leave a comment. But in this one, comments won't really mean anything because it's just off the dash cam. I wasn't trying to do anything with it. I just cut it and spliced it and then uploaded it. It's not like the car shows actually put a little effort into those. Mostly, uh, you know, the editing. You'll see a lot of car show, car show and truck show stuff on my channel. I try to hit the Iowa 80. Maybe not every year, but I try to hit it at least every couple of years. Maybe I'll start hitting it now that I'm videoing it. And the Wapon Truck Show up in Wapon, Wisconsin, which isn't too far from me. That's going to be a new one I'm going to try to hit on a regular basis. And hopefully we can get little Amber, who shot last year's video, to redo it again because she did such a great job. So, you know, if she ever wins an Oscar, 
I want her to thank me when she's on the stage. <laughs> that would be hilarious. How did you get into directing? Oh, this crazy guy made me hold my hold his camera because he had his hands full. <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. Oh my god, that would just be hilarious. Anyway, enough of that. So, what do we got going on? Not much. Thanksgiving's over. We did the video TWK trucking the kingfish on the YouTube channel. Um, played with my grandson Peekaboo. Peekaboo. He's about a year and a half. Was a year and a half? Two years old now. Yeah, we were playing peekaboo, and it was that was a lot of fun. He's he's just a joy to be around. It's unbelievable what a joy he is. Uh, makes me wish, you know, miss his dad when he was that kid. When he was that little, it's hard to believe his dad was that much fun at one time. <laughs> yeah, he was a blast when he was a kid. I miss that. That was a good times. We like to see the kids. You know, we like to see the see the kids play and be happy. That uh, makes life worthwhile, I think. There's no greater joy than uh, seeing a kid just being happy, especially around the holidays. And uh, uh, it's just a good time. So anyway, what else is it? No, that's pretty much it. Let's get on with the show. Of course, you're going to hear a lot of the same crap you heard last week because that's all that's in the news. So let's see where we go with this. All right, let's get moving on. Here we go, Jeremiah Craig. Oh, by the way, that reminds me. Jeremiah Craig's got something coming up. I believe on the 30th, he's got a live thing coming up. I'll have to look it up. Hold on one second. You know what? I take that back. I thought it was November, but it was April. He did a live stream in April. He just did one recently that was really good. If you go to his YouTube channel, Jeremiah Craig, just look up Jeremiah Craig, you'll find him. He does a lot of, he does his morning coffee and morning stuff. It's really awesome. I have to watch the replay because I'm not up that early in the morning usually, but it's well worth checking out. The guy's uh, just an amazing. You can find a link to his stuff in the show notes. Um, I don't know. I've been a fan for a long time. He's, I don't know, just, I like genuine musical artist, and you won't find him anywhere else because, well, you know, the radio doesn't put that kind of stuff on the radio anymore. They only want that carbon copy bullshit. So, and Jeremiah's the guy that does the intro on this, so that's how loyal I am. I mean, I really like his stuff. So anyway, let's get on with the show. Hmm, sorry about that faux pas, but you know what? I'm not going to record over. I'm just going to leave it just the way it is. Uh, it's now, you know, I made a mistake. Besides, uh, like I said, just, just go check out his website. You'll enjoy it, especially that live streaming stuff every morning. It's well worth it. All right, this enthusiasm is just... This is awesome. All right, let's get moving on. Keeping that hammer down all across the nation. Checking cities off his list. Sharing stories of the road right here on his station. You are listening to the Kingfish. Yes, you've tuned in to the Kingfish Radio Network. Mm. Expand your mind on the open road with Kingfish right here. Well, let's start off with a 
recall. Western Star Trucks. You don't hear too many of them recalls. Anyway, they got two recalls. One recall affects 7,128 trucks for a potential electrical issue. And the other affects about 479 trucks. 479 for a potential steering issue. Now, the larger one, the first one, the 7,128 truck recall, that's the, uh, it involves years 20 to seven, 2017 to 2019, Western Star 4,700, 4,900, 5,700, and 6,900 trucks. Let me say that again. That's 2017 to 2019, Western Star 4,700, 4,900, 5,700, and 6,900 trucks. All right, those are the models. Now, here's the issue. The affected trucks have a power steering stud, or a power steering. They have a, again, the two confused. The, the affected trucks have a power stud that passes through the bulkhead. In certain circumstances, the power stud may contact the bulkhead and result in an electrical arc, increasing the risk of fire. All right, so here's what they're going to fix. Dealers will replace the pass-through power studs free of charge. Owners can contact uh, DTNA customer service at 1-800-547-0712. And I'm going to say that three times, two more times, okay? That's 1-800-547-0712. That's 1-800-547-0712. Okay. With the recall number FL907. That's FL907. And then the National Highway Transportation Safety is, uh, recall number is 21V-882. That's 21V-882. I'm sure you call Western Star. They're going to know exactly what you're talking about, so you probably don't even have to give them all that. Now, the other recall affects model years 21 to 22. Western Star 49X trucks, in which the steering shaft may not have been properly installed causing it to separate from the steering gear. Yeah, it's a, that sounds pretty bad. Now, dealers will inspect the steering shaft, repair it if necessary, free of charge. Owners are advised to not drive their vehicles until the inspection has been performed. Owners can contact the DTNA customer service at 1-800-547-07912. That's 1-800-547-0712. With recall number 905. And that's uh, the NHTSA's recall number is uh, 21V-864. 21V-864. Now, the second one, they're telling you not to drive it right away until they get this thing inspected, so you know that's serious. So you don't want that to uh, lose your steering while you're going down the road now. So make sure you get that checked out, okay? It's a, kind of a big deal. All right, let's get moving on. All right, looks like there's a new book out here by... Amy Butcher. I don't know Amy Butcher, but she wrote some other book called Visiting Hours. I'm not sure of that one either. But anyway, here's the deal. Amy Butcher went on when you know found out about this driver up on the Dalton Highway. Dalton Highway's up in Alaska, all right? It uh goes up to Dead Horse. It's a four hundred and fourteen miles from Fairbanks to Dead Horse and she drove a tanker. Unfortunately, the driver uh, Joy Weeby, I'm probably saying her name wrong. She passed away in 2018 due to an accident. She was the only dri female driver that did this type of work. She, apparently she did it for a long time. So she went up there, heard about her, went up there, chronicled her, drove with her a couple of times, wrote a book about her. 
right after she wrote the book, unfortunately, uh, Joy passed away in a uh, truck over in a fog. She passed away in a rollover accident. And uh, they had a hunter truck, uh, you know, memorial for her. You know, they had a little drive, and apparently she was quite well known up there. But I don't know. So there's a joy. There's a there's a book about Joy's life, and uh, I don't know. Check it out. I hate to see. I hate when I hear another driver passed. You know, just probably road she's been driving for a long time, been up hundreds of times, and just shit happens. So I don't know. I got to get moving on. I don't know how to stay positive on a story like that, but there is the fact that we do know about Joy's life, so I'll probably get the book and read it. I'll let you know how it goes after I get it. It might be a while, though, because i got some other stuff i got to read first. All right, let's get moving on. Well, it looks like South Carolina's easing trucking rules to deal with supply chain issues. Now, they didn't they didn't say exactly what they were easing. They just said it was hours of service and things like that, but they didn't go into details in the article I found. So if you're in South Carolina, you might want to double-check these things before you start exceeding these rules. Quite honestly, driving some more than 70 hours in a week doesn't seem very safe to me, but, you know, like, you know, drivers can't drive more than they're already driving, but the truth is it's not the drivers that's the problem here. There's going to be a lot of stories about the driver shortage. There's no driver shortage. It's a driver retention issue. Drivers don't like what they're getting paid. They move on and go somewhere else. That's the issue. You think there's a driver shortage? Go stand next to the interstate or try to park a truck or go walk through a truck stop parking lot in the middle of the night. I think you'll, or actually any time of day, and you'll see it's pretty full. Yeah, there's no, in fact, if you watch that TWK Trucking with Kingfish uh, Day in the Life of a Driver video, you'll see at one point, a few minutes in, I'm parked at a Love's truck stop for a few minutes and just trucks pulling in, pulling out, pulling in, pulling out. And that's on a 64, which isn't really that major a road. So, you know, you got to tell me, is it really an issue? I don't think so. It's just uh, things got backed up. We just got to catch up. That's all. All right, let's keep moving on. All right, so here's the deal. Southern California, you know, we talk about the the shipping supply chain crisis. A lot of things. It's not just shortage drivers. A lot of things going on. A lot of it is these containers. Now, they pull these containers off the ships. They put them, you know, they're just boxes. They're basically just boxes. So when they pull them off the ship, they stack them up until they can get them out of there. When they get them out of there, they lift them up with a crane and they put them on a chassis. Chassis goes behind a truck. Just a f- wheels and a frame for the for the box. So they just drop it right in there. Now, if you want to see what a chassis looks like or how they drop it in on a frame, it's uh, there's a video on it, TWK, Trucking with Kingfish. You can go look at it. Now, and, and you could subscribe because it's life-changing. But anyway, enough of that. What it is is they latch them down in the corners. Now, the one in the video that I took, that was just at a rail yard in Chicago. But it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's just they're coming off ships. In that case, in the video, it was a bad chassis. It had bad brakes. So I had to change chassis. That's why I was waiting. It was the guy in front of me that I taped. It wasn't my truck. I just taped his. So anyway, they got 8,100 chassis sitting around Southern California with empty containers on them. Well, 8,100 chassis with empty containers means that there's 8,100 chassis that don't have loads on them, which you can't move the chassis. You can't move the box without the chassis. So they have to free up the chassis. They got to get the empties moved back. Well, apparently they're having a hard time. 
get in the empties, move back. In fact, the Asians, they've sent over ships just to, to take more containers back. I don't know what the rule is. Maybe they can't stack as many in the thing as they do when they're loaded or something because they're too light or something. I don't know what the rule is on that. All I know is that these damn containers are all over the place. Now, someone took a helicopter ride from Long Beach, L.A., up to San Bernardino. San Bernardino's largest county in Southern California is huge. When you enter the state, you're there all the way till you get to Rialto and and uh, Bloomington and Ontario. Yeah, it's just huge, huge, huge county. Biggest, in fact, I think it might be the biggest county in the country, if I'm not mistaken. But that part, I'm not sure. I just know it's the biggest county in Southern California. Anyway. It's huge. You can drive in it all day long. It's huge. So, in the desert, nonetheless. So, what's the problem? The problem is, is that they got nowhere to put these empty containers because you need a crane or you need a, you know, to, to take the chassis off or to take the container off the chassis. So, you know, it's, I guess it's too time consuming to just run a crane and put it out there. So, what they need to do is they need to start getting these chassis off the uh or these can these containers off the chassis and back you know so they can free up these chassis so they can start loading these containers get the full ones on the road especially for the holidays maybe things lease things lease down after the holiday probably now currently there's 110,000 empties 110,000 empties are stacked at port authorities or port terminals on a typical day that's a typical day all right, and then thousands more piled in private yards and even scattered along streets. That's right now. So they're all over the place. Now, if you want to see what's really going on with the ships out at sea, go Google Ship Finder or someplace like that, and you can get, because each ship puts out a signal, you know, so that they can warn other ships where they're at. And you can literally go on the Internet, type in Ship Finder, and there's a couple of websites that will come up that will show you where those ships are located based on their signals. And you can actually see them, you know, what ships are waiting to go into port and that kind of thing, you know, and then uh, all the ships in the area. It's kind of neat. Now, recently, they just, because there's such congestion in the area, they said that there's a new rule that all the ships waiting to unload have to wait 150 miles off the coast. 150 miles off the coast. Now, is that because the congestion are stacking up? No, probably not. The reason why they're doing is that because they don't want you to look. It's a great photo out for the for the media, and they don't want you to look and see all these ships stacked right out the door. If you don't see the ships, maybe you'll think it isn't a problem. It isn't that big a deal, right? So I think that's what it has more to do with. So anyway, getting these chassis emptied with these containers is a, is a problem. And getting the ports to get the empties back to Asia is a big difficulty. And like I said, hopefully after the holidays, things will calm down. But if you're, I suspect if you're in the, you want to build a house full of containers and uh, now might not be a, I mean, if you're in, if you don't mind just grabbing a few off the street, that might not be the, might be the time to do it because I got a funny feeling they're not going to miss these things because they're all over the place. And, you know, people have made some crazy houses out of these things. You know, they'll stack them, you know, lengthwise and then. You know, I've seen one where they, they put an end on end and put a staircase in one of them. And, you know, it was pretty fancy. You never know they were containers. And uh, considering they're all metal on the outside, well, I suspect they'll they'll be able to handle just about anything. They handle the ocean voyage, don't they? So anyway, go to TWK, Trucking with Kingfish. 
you'll see the chassis moving from one chassis, or the one, sorry, I keep saying chassis. You'll see a container moving from one chassis to another. That's all it is. And uh, it's, you know, it doesn't take very long, but when you're dealing with 100,000 of these things, yeah, it's it's a it's a big deal, and of course, the better the crane operator, the faster it's going to be because they got to pull these things off to ship, drop them down, and with the rail yard, I'm not I've been in the ports, but in the rail yards, what it works is if uh, you know, usually it's in the yard, it's ready to go, but if it isn't in the yard and it isn't ready to go, and you take it straight off the train because I've done that, you go get a chassis, you pull it, you wait for your turn. You pull up, and then you know you wait for the for them to start unloading. Then you pull up the the crane operator, drives straight down over the top of the thing over the train, because he got wheels. The crane goes on both sides of the the wheels for the thing. When you see the video, you'll know what I'm talking about. And then he lifts it up, down, picks it up, moves it over, drops it on the chassis. You lock it in. Boom, you're on your way. You know, this way you can check all everything, brakes, lights, all that stuff before. That's if you're there before the the train gets there. That happens sometimes. You might have to wait a couple hours. Depends on what's going on with the train. Now, the big thing with that is, keep in mind, if you watch that video, that is a small crane, okay? The ones they use in the ports are much bigger, much, much bigger, because they got to go way up in these container ships. So it's a big deal. Now, what they could do, well, I'm sure they are doing it because I mean it's such a complex thing. They're probably going straight to the to the rails, you know. Take the container straight to the rail, jumping on it, dump it in the yard, put it on the train, take the empty chassis straight back. You know, anything that's going out of the Southern California area, just get it out of the area. They probably, you know, if it was me, I'd make that a high priority. Just get it out of the area because it's just too much all in one place, all in one time. Anyway, go check out the video. TWK trucking with Kingfish. Subscribe. You'd be doing me a huge favor. I need a thousand subscribers before I can get a few pennies. All right. I need 4,000 hours and a thousand subscribers. But anyway, that's what it's like with the damn containers. And the weird part about it, the containers is, is they just have those four latches on the corner, which you, like I said, you, you zip time so that the latches don't come undone. It's kind of ridiculous. Actually, you'd think, you know, that they'd be a little more sturdy than what they are, but they're not. It's a, uh, you know, in the high winds, they could fly off, get an accident, heartbreak, that kind of thing. So you got to make sure they latch down. I'm not a real big fan of uh, hauling those down chassis because the brakes are always shit. The tires are usually crap. You got to get tires fixed. It's just a nightmare. So, oh, and the big thing I don't like about them is the lights because the chassis is just a rail, two rails going down the middle, and then it's got two ends where it, you know, kind of couple, you know, kind of cradles the trailer. Well, the center lights, the ones in the middle when you turn your sharing signals on, those are underneath the actual box. And then on the rear, the marker lights are kind of angled out, facing out. And so the ones I haul anyway, and you can't see the marker lights. So as you're going down a road, you can't see the lights behind you. And it really drives me crazy. I absolutely can't stand that. I just, because I can't see the taillights. How do I know they're working? So every once in a while, I got to, Every couple hours or so, I'll tap the brakes, make the brake lights come on so I can see if the lights are still on back there. Because, unfortunately, well, with lights, you know, the light cord could pull out. Uh, you get a short. A lot of things could happen. So you want to make sure you check your lights all the time. You're looking left and right in your mirror, so why wouldn't you look at your lights, right? 
All right, that's, you know, I never thought I'd talk about chassis this long, but that's what's going on with that. So if you need to build a house, go to Southern California and steal some chassis or steal some containers. Just bring the chassis back because I need the chassis. All right. All right, let's get moving on. All right, so here we go. We're almost done. Uh, Truckers News, they have a, you know, thing. See, here's the article. See which companies have the flashiest fleets. I assume they mean nicest looking trucks. And, yeah, they got red gold up there. And red gold, they do tomatoes and stuff like that. And that looks pretty good. They got a red truck and the container's real nice. And, of course, they got the red, you know, tomatoes on the top. And, you know, good looking truck, you know. It looks pretty sharp. But number five is long haul trucking. I'm not offhand. I'm not sure what they look like. Number four, four is Warner. Warner? I, it, most of the time I see their trucks are just faded pieces of shit blue. I don't see anything fancy about them whatsoever. Nova Lines? Uh, not sure about that one. You know what? I'm going to look it up real quick. All right, I looked up Nova Line. I wasn't sure what their trucks look like, and I see why. They're just, there's nothing to them. They're just flatbed with a dark colored truck. Nothing fancy about them whatsoever. And then Nussbaum, there's nothing fancy about Nussbaum. So red, red gold, I mean, their trucks look nice, but I wouldn't say they were, I don't know if I would have put them in the top five. So Truckers News, did you, you know, did you even look at this? I mean, you know, what the hell was, how did y'all figure this one out? So it says their sister publication, Commercial Carrier Journal, announced the winners of its fifth annual Five Flashiest Fleets contest. And then the judges for this year's contest, sponsored by 3EM, included... An 11-person panel from the editorial art design and marketing staffs of the Commercial Carrier Journal and fellow Randall Rally Publications Overdrive Trucks Parts Service Successful Dealer in Truckers News. And then they said they allowed drivers or uh, they allowed readers to cast a vote. And then judges ranked their favorites out of 89 submitted entries and scores were weighed to determine a final ranking. The top five submissions this year successfully rate to company's purpose, tell a story, champion a cause, or promote a strong corporate brand image. What the hell are they talking about? Ain't nothing. You know, you know, Warner should never, I gotta scratch my leg. Warner should have never even been on that list. You know, I mean, I would never, I'm sure they were even surprised. So I'm starting to guess this is, you know, I don't know, maybe it's paid advertisers or something, because this sure don't make no damn sense, that's for sure. So, all right, let's get moving on. It's just it's shocking. What crap. Well, it looks like that's all we got for this week. Not too much. More of the driver shortage bullshit. That's just a simple way of saying they screwed up the, the, you know, the infrastructure. What it comes down to is if you roll something, like say you roll a ball, it's easy to keep that ball rolling. But once it comes to a stop, it's a bitch getting it going again. And that's what they did. They screwed up getting things going again. And everything's backed up. The whole thing works only if it never stops. And it did stop or slowed down dramatically. So now they got to catch up again. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a while before they straighten this one out. But nothing's really changed. It's just we stopped for a little while. And now we're just playing catch up. So, and all the ships are stacked out at sea. Now they're moving away so we can't see them. But they're still there. Like I said, go to Ship Finder, YouTube. You'll see what I'm talking about. All right, that's it. I hope you all have a great day. Merry Christmas. Happy, happy, hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. 
Uh, I know I ate a little too much turkey myself. Oh my god, my wife made a turkey that was to die for. It was absolutely perfect. The damn cat was, I thought he wanted to fight me for it. He, uh, I gave him a little piece and he was just uh, stalking me. Uh, cat's name is Chad. I guess apparently he likes turkey. I don't blame him, that was perfect. I mean, it was literally perfectly cooked. It was probably the best turkey I've ever had. Usually, a lot of times it come out a little dry. No, this was literally perfect. It's unbelievable how perfect it was. So, anyway, that's what we got going on. I'll talk to y'all later. Stay out of trouble and never check out the YouTube channel. Peace. Oh, and before I go, check out the Hot Logic. You'll see the, uh, the link in the show notes. It's a little hot stove I use in the truck. Works fantastic for keeping things cooked, especially this time of year when you can't get to a truck stop. Maybe you, you don't want to go to the truck stop because it's snowing, it's cold outside. But keep in mind, it does take a while to heat the food. You know, it's not instantaneous like a microwave, but I personally like it better. I think it heats more thoroughly and it's just, uh, you don't get those hot and cold spots, but you know, it might take a couple hours. So like what I do is I throw the food in there, uh, you know, plastic containers are fine. I throw it in there, let it heat up, and I'll just start driving. And then when I'm hungry later on, I'll start eating it. You know, it might be a couple hours later. It's safe. It's no big deal. Go check it out. Hot Logic. Links in the show notes. All right. Talk to y'all later.